Welcome to Front Row Geeks. has wanted the next season of how many other things I just thought because people talk this one up so much that why wouldn't they right that's, what, that's another one that I watched super late like yeah like years after people were talking about it and mm-hmm. I went oh okay let's give it a shot mm-hmm. and then I was disappointed to find out that there was nothing else to give a shot for the manga I, I, I don't I guess that's what I I guess that's the list or I need to learn the light novel <laughs> You know what they need to do? They need to have more audiobook versions of light novels. Then I would really get into them. I actually have no idea whether there are any uh, audiobook versions of light novels. Audible! Start doing it! You'll have more of my money! <sighs> because I'll listen to trash. I just won't read it. <laughs> Alright, let's do it. Okay, then time for the main event. Hi everybody, new podcast episode. And to, today's the day. Today's the day we talk about the important things in life. Let's Doesn't start with sound it. all that important to you. Let's start with it. Joker. Now, I guess I'm the only one who's seen it. But honestly, yep. but honestly, there's no spoilers here. I mean, yes, there's spoilers if you want to know what happens at the end of the movie. But it's not unclear what's going to happen at the end of the movie. Which I think is part of it. If you're expecting like a like mystery or intrigue, not not this movie, not at all. The movie is a pure character study of who Joker could be. I mean, there's a lot of meta and in and non-meta about about what that means. If this is the actual Joker, if this is another Joker, just inspires a, the Joker we know. Or, or it's just simply an observation of how someone could become the Joker. Yeah. And at, at, at MPX, you brought up that it's that Joker might have, might have been inserted late into this whole idea altogether. Yeah. That it really wasn't about the Joker, which I totally be- can believe after having watched the movie. Yeah. This is. This is about, but also not about the Joker. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the most Joker-ish thing about the movie. Is that this movie is about the Joker and then not about the Joker. <laughs> which is how the Joker would like it to be. Um, I said this off the podcast, but I'll repeat it here. One of my... The two favorite... I guess the two things I really like about, about watching the Joker in general. Not just about this movie. Just the character Joker in general. Is one his his age of chaos kind of aspect about him that he's always about the chaos he's always about feeding into that or allowing himself to be caught up in that chaos and i think one of the best examples we had of that was was heath ledger's take on the joker mm-hmm. i was talking about movie wise agent of chaos pure and simple like that's what we we love and hate about that character is that it's just there's no rationing with him there's no dealing with him other than just his symptoms really and like making sure he doesn't he isn't part of the equation because otherwise it's just what can you do the other thing is that the joker's general ability to fuck with batman is his other most entertaining aspect mm-hmm. whether that's in the comics or any of his appearances so usually about how is he going to fuck with batman this week and that's usually pretty exciting joaquin phoenix's joker brings neither one of those two to the table 
it's really just about the Joker going from random dude to Joker. How to become Joker. And the whole time, like like we mentioned before, it's really about how much Gotham City sucks. How much it sucks for poor people. How much it sucks to be disenfranchised. How much it sucks to be on the fringes of society. And how much people with power generally suck and don't do anything good with it, even if they say they are. Because usually just, it, it comes as a side effect of what they're doing, as opposed to being the reality of what they're trying to do. And just generally how dickish people can be. Mm-mm. There's your movie. Considering that I... Welcome I, to I, the depression. From yeah. what I heard, the only technically good character is the apathetic therapist that he has. And even Maybe. then... That's a really bad thing if your therapist is, doesn't really care. And that's what I mean. Is like he's apathetic. She. He's not like she. She. Sorry, I I only read so. Okay. And yeah, the therapist is. She's just like another force of nature. Like she's just there. Um, she could be helpful, but she isn't. And it's almost not her fault. Mm-hmm. Like. It's hard to say how much of that is her fault and how much is it the fault because one of the one of the one of the few potential spoilers I guess is that one of the inciting incidents is that uh, Joker's character, the real person, I don't know what this fucking name is, Arthur, whatever. He he has a psychiatrist. This the psychiatrist he goes to, and then the city the city as a whole pulls funding for that, so he loses access to this service. He no longer is able to get medications. He's no longer to see a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. So whatever control he had over his situation is basically gone at that point. Which obviously leads to everything else that, that you can imagine happens in the movie. Not just for him, too. That's I guess that's probably another aspect of it. Is that He obviously isn't the only one affected by it. it. It's just another domino that falls in the entire... That leads to the what you would expect to be the end of this movie. Is when things go to shit. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Basically, it's all just a, ref- a we-live-in-a-society kind of movie, which is not, not bad, and there is a definite message to it, a bit of reflection to it, but none of it was surprising. And, I, well, I should say all this before I, before I even go deeper to that. I like the movie. The movie is very well done. Mm-hmm. It is, even if it didn't have that intrigue, it was, it was an experience. Mm-hmm. Like... I tend to be a per- person who views movies and gets like that, like that empathetic, like, like tingy thing where like you see a character do something like, oh, don't do it, oh, don't do it, ah, you're doing it, crap. Like I get that kind of way with movies. Mm-hmm. Like I get like sympathy pains, or I don't, I don't know if there's a word for it, but I get icky when I watch certain stuff about like. Like a character's about to do something completely stupid, you know it's stupid, and it's embarrassing. You get very and you're like, No, don't do it. Oh, why are you doing that shit? Like, I get that. And that's the whole thing with, with Joker's character in the beginning of the movie. It's like, Oh, no, don't do that. Oh, just, oh, like, don't, oh, you did it. Uh, like, just, just that. The cringy. It's cringy. But in the way that makes sense, because you're just seeing, you know, this character, like, fall, 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 fall until he hits Joker level. And no. decides to fall through all the way down yeah. further. Yeah, until he becomes a Joker. Which, maybe in some cases, that's him catching himself from the fall and rising up from uh, an unfortunate into an unfortunate state. But that's another aspect of the movie. So there's still a lot of that. And obviously, Joaquin Phoenix does a great job 
with that with that characterization. He does a fantastic job. He's just totally be nominated. But yeah, other than that, like all the stuff we talked about before, how we thought this like it was going to incite violence, that it was going to like 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 he was going to be like oh, a, the white males are going to cause an uprising, like. Uh, Honestly, yeah, like if it's gonna, like if it's going to, like, like I'm going to be quite honest. Hmm. I, I'm still half convinced that sometimes the media was actually doing this to drum up interest in the Joker. That they were allowing a lot of these articles and controversy to come up, so people would be more interested in the Joker than it would be if it was like, oh yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, maybe. But well, it, but like we were, but I feel like it had enough going for it already. Because we no, I didn't. I, it, you until don't think the so? controversy hit, I didn't care that the movie existed. I didn't care about anything about the Joker and was passing on it. Honestly, the only thing that made me care about the Joker as much as I did going in was when I heard that like that Joaquin Phoenix did a good job with the Joker. Because that's the only thing I would have cared about anyway. Going well, to the yeah, movie. That, but that's when the controversy started. Is when they previewed premiered the movie. In a film festival where it actually won uh, the best movie award, I think. And then that's what we brought that up. Yeah. Every, everything, well, and I don't know where we came up with it, but I know I mentioned everything that I heard about that side of the of it, that perspective, yeah. wasn't from the film goers. It was from the speculation on the movie, just from watching the trailers. And I, and I think I, it goes back to that. I, don't I think, think all that is still was, and it may, and honestly, it makes sense now because yeah. all of that was speculative because none of that is there. Yes, we see the Joker. Uh, yeah, there's you. You already can tell from the trailers this characterization of Joker comes from a shitty place. Yeah, and a lot of it is not his fault. Like I said, mm-hmm. like even like the public service is going away. Not his fault. There's a lot of the, that happens that drives him to be that character. He is still not sympathetic. He still oh. does things with well, what little depends, agency he has. It, he still does stuff. You're like, don't do it. What is wrong with you? Even when he has agency. So that's what I'm saying. That that part was definitely overblown. But I think it was because people were being speculative with that. Because uh, I haven't seen that movie. There is... And I will say I'm sensitive to that. That I that I can see that when I see it. If something I think is going to like... Oh, I can see someone going there and going... Yeah, maybe someone will get the wrong idea about it. But this movie, you know in certain terms, gives a Joker praise for what he does. No, there's, It portrays somebody eventually becoming a villain yeah eventually enjoying yeah the asp the idea of just simply destroying other people's lives yeah but it doesn't praise yes, him you for can doing see that. the character initially and say this is a sad character an unfortunate person this person shouldn't be in this place he should have help he should have people who want to help him but you eventually see him fall, fall, and fall, trying to make the good decisions, trying to escape from it, and eventually decide to say, no, I'm going to make the wrong I, decision. And I would even say that, that I think what makes him still kind of a villainous character is that there's few times where he doesn't seem like he's making a good decision. Like, even when he has some agency, he's mm-hmm. still like, he's like, mm, you're not still not doing the right thing, buddy. <laughs> like, you're, you're, like, and, I mean, even that in itself is, even that would be more a discussion of, like, and maybe this is well, one of those other aspects about society is that are we doing enough for people who are kind of like that? And the answer the movie portrays is no. We're not doing enough for people like that. But it also is not a... It's still in no way saying this is justified. No way saying like this is a solution to any of that. Because it isn't. It never is. 
what his eventual uprising in the movie doesn't lead to anything good. Mm-hmm. No, nothing is gained from that uprising, other than the fact that Joker is born is the only thing that comes of it. Mm-hmm. So, like the people who who quote unquote praise him in the movie are not people who you would be on the side of. They're people who have done violent things who. Who are doing violent things? Well, They're, essentially, Joker was taking advantage of the same people who were taking advantage of him. Yeah, basically, and he lashes out. Yeah, and a lot of lashing out, and, and that's that's again that's the other thing I was saying about like he's all he did is lash out. He's not even like purposely controlling the chaos. Well, he just lashed he, out. Why would Joker ever want to control the chaos? Because that's what he likes. He likes to, to feed it. And well, he isn't does, by just simply but he, letting it happen, letting the final, the uh, everybody have their Joker day essentially, and just simply yeah, but, have their own moment. But of uh, chaos. I tell you, he didn't do it on purpose in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's not a mastermind of anything. in This movie, mm-hmm. he he only lashed out in one way that just happened to have the effect of creating larger chaos. Mm-hmm. But it was not his plan. Sorry, spoilers. It wasn't yeah. his plan. He didn't think it through. It just okay. worked out in the name of chaos. And yeah, he was fine with it. He accepted the chaos around him, but he was in no way the mastermind of it. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe if you want to say this is an origin story, maybe this is where he learns to he he's reborn in that chaos and then becomes a master of it. Well, but he is not at the end of this movie. He just he just lashed out, and it happened to create chaos. Mm-hmm. That's it. So that's what I'm saying. It lacks that that like mastermind kind of like oh, what's he going to do this time? Feel because no, there isn't none of that. You know what exactly he was going to do because he's angry because he's frustrated because he's been outcast. So yeah. is the only else he can do is exactly what he does, mm-hmm. and it just happens to have a wider impact in a city that's already going to hell. And then there's no Batman, so obviously he's not fucking with Batman. So that's why those two things don't exist in this movie. Yeah. Is it still compelling? Absolutely. Joaquin Phoenix does a damn good job in the role. But that's what it is. It's basically a Joker biopic. That's it. Fictional biopic. Well, no, because a biopic would actually go far more into it. This is maybe it's, it's yeah, still a fictional story. Yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. as uh, dry and analytical as a biopic would yeah, be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe minus like the meta commentary on it, but. Mm-hmm. Until you get the director's cut. Yeah, until you get a director's cut. <laughs> or until you get like Joaquin Phoenix like doing doing like a like a commentary clip on it or something. Director's commentary. <laughs> well, that would be interesting. Yeah, that might actually be super interesting to to, to watch because they that. would probably go through how they wanted to create how this character was changing over time and mm-hmm. how it was where the final straw really was in Absolutely. the character's mind. It's still a fine movie. It's still worth watching. It's still, you know, in in some sense, maybe someone will look at that and go like, hmm, yeah, maybe if the message is we should do more for people, maybe the answer is probably yes. If we want to, if you if you think there's a direct relationship between people that be taken care of and Joker coming coming to be real life, yeah, then maybe there's a couple things we can do about that. But like even that is not out, outright explicit. We just it, it's just in in. It really is just us well, seeing chaos as it flows down the river and where it leads. Uh, one person compared it to a different film from the 90s uh, of a similar sort, uh, Falling Down. I haven't seen it. Yeah, but the idea is, is fairly similar. It's one really hot day in L.A., and somebody essentially, what is a working man, eventually decides to break and is tired and done with this shit. 
tired of done with the traffic, done with pe- gangbangers coming up into his face threatening him, done with uh, petty anti stuff. And compared a lot of it to it, with yeah, the idea I, being that it's a very it similar, similar film. It's mm-hmm. a very similar film of essentially a regular person breaking down and eventually just coming to his eventual demise because of his own actions. And as he's pointed out, one of the most tragic aspects is the final like, few words that the guy says in horrible realization. I'm the bad guy? And I obviously think that's where the difference is. Well, is yeah, obviously but, the Joker doesn't come yeah, to that conclusion. The, <laughs> yes, but the thing is, but, is yeah, that yeah. at that point he was equally irredeemable. Because at that point he had done a fair amount of damage to the city. He's done things like that. Uh, he watched a man die, literally, and uh, committed a whole, whole, a whole lot of crimes. But the idea still stands of, like, you watch what at first may be empathetical in a sense of carthrip in the sense of, you know, just simply you why not just shove the your finger into the guy's face? Why not beat up his store before this penty anti mm-hmm. bullshit? Mm-hmm. Why not show these gangbangers who's boss? But there's a point where it's like you're seeing him just fall further and further and further. Yeah. Where he's no longer uh, empathetical or sympathetic, you can have sympathy for him because he has become. I, I think the word I was using was that I mean, you can this Joker, you there's pity for him. That's really all it is is pity. Well, yeah, but the idea is he's pitiful there, is that you see this person and you might have sympathy for him at first, but it just you end up seeing the transformation and you suddenly realize that there's a point where you're, there's no return. Mm-hmm that they have committed evil and that's not going to be washed away or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. able to be ignored mm-hmm. anymore. Absolutely. Yeah, that's basically where, we, where Joker ends up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only, I think the only difference from what you're saying again is that in Joker's case, he embraces it fully. It's not, yeah. even, it's not even that he like, kind of like, oh, I'm the bad guy. And he says, mm, okay, then this is what I'm going to do now. And from that, we see at least a semblance of the Joker that we know today. Mm-hmm. Kind of, but I—I uh, I mean, like, it, like I even said, like, I'll repeat it again. I thought it was a great performance. Yeah. But like on the other hand, also not my favorite Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, it was great for what it was, but like. Well, the I'll, very I'll fact take, I'll was, take just about every other Joker. Yeah, over here. I wasn't expecting <laughs> the movie to be good in the first place. So having at least a decent movie, I think, was far better. Mm-hmm. And in some ways. Uh, it's possibly going to outlive a lot of other superhero films. I think. I think so. I, th- uh, I think this is even with the Joker name onto it. I think it's not going to be remembered for that. Th- thanks, Torg, for laughing at this. Wait, what? Torg from Borderlands. Oh, that that was your phone. Yeah, that was okay. Ah. It was text message or Discord, uh, and it's uh, Discord. Oh, oh boy. Uh, are we late? No, no. It's just and he and he just told me he found a really cool weapon that oh, I will okay. need to find out what what that is. Um, once I read the whole text. Sorry. But, uh, what was I talking about? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, surviving other superhero films. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Surviving, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think it's going to be able to be remembered well in ten years uh, for just standing under its own merits. Even if it's not like you can think of it as the Joker, you can think of it as a crazy person or somebody who has been 
so demoralized by society that they unfortunately decide that the only option is violence. Mm -hmm. And I think it will still be relatable and interesting potentially later. Or I would even... I, it's, it's funny because even saying violence is... I would say that he, he decided that brutality was mm -hmm. his, his, the only solution. Not even violence. Like, brutality. But, but yeah. Again, that probably make more sense when you see the movie, too. But... Mm. But yeah, so that's the long and short of it. I mean, if you all watch it, we might we can bring it up again and see your takes on it. But that was my take on the movie. Definitely would recommend seeing it, regardless of everything I said here. But but yeah, it was a fun ride. Okay, We're, I think we have plenty of time to get into the other thing, the other big thing that's been happening this week. Uh, and, yes. I mean, and we can probably preface it saying that. I mean, because of the coverage this is getting, I don't know if we're going to say anything brand specking you. No, but no, we're not. <laughs> there's there's no take here that's going to be unique. It, because today it's already come to a conclusion. It's come to a conclusion because there's been an update. At least uh, in so far. Are you as, talking about the the, the yeah the, the, the statement and uh, Blizzard? They've uh, capitulated. Well, they did. I didn't hear. Okay, the only thing I saw was yesterday, where where Blizzard put out that statement clarifying their decision. No, this something is else happened today. Yes, this is action that happened today. Okay, fill me in because I don't know about this. Uh, they actually uh, reduced the amount of time and gave him back his winnings, and including the uh, reduced time for the casters. Okay, right. that was in that message that I read yesterday. Admit, yeah, this was happening today, and admittedly, I haven't been following it super hard. I mean, I watched the initial statements and saw how the fact it was blowing up on everything and mm -hmm. how it just simply get got worse and worse and worse for Blizzard because Blizzard decided to light their f rocket up their ass. Rocket. Yeah. Rocket. Yes. Or bomb. Because... Yeah. And... If Blizzard was... You, if this was old Blizzard, they would have been savvy enough to realize that they had just made a huge mistake. And, you know, and I've been trying to process it all week. Because I... There is a side on... Okay. There's a perspective from Blizzard that I understand. Well, yeah. There's a the legal perspective of, like, literally having your platform, the esports scene of Hearthstone, regardless of whoever uses it, to be pirated by a political message or something like that. I can understand that aspect in a uh, branding idea. The idea that if you wanted to do this... And you talk to your Blizzard representative that's, you know, through the esports scene and things like that, and they gave you the, uh, no, don't do that, please. It'd be hey, one thing, but... I, I think even there, I, I would... It's also the fact that when you look at the legal uh, wording that they use to cite why they ban banned Blitzchung, mm -hmm. uh, it's so... Uh, vague and all-encompassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Torg. You have to silence him. <laughs> Thank you, Torg. <laughs> but the, but it's just so blanket statement sort of coverage. Like, literally anything could be uh, Blizzard could say is offensive, and therefore we're banning you. So I'm going to use a lot of this to to soundboard with you all. So maybe I can find out what my final thoughts are on the whole thing. I mean, if I were put it like simply to you, yeah. Blizzard, you did you fucked up here. If I had to put it in like a simple term, that would be my feelings right now. Well, yeah. 
But there is there is a a couple layers of complication that makes me sympathetic towards Blizzard, but also not like, but also not like, like, you, like your excuse for what you did. Like no, you're not excused for what you did. I just kind of feel a little bad that you were in that situation, but not excused for what how you reacted to it. So yeah, if anything that I would say is what's really bad about Blizzard is the how they handled the fallout because that's where they really messed up. Okay, let's go off of that. Well, actually, let me take it to here first. I think this yeah. one thing is probably the single thing that bothered me the most about okay. what, how they reacted was the casters. I still don't understand why the casters were punished. Because the casters should have made a signal to cut the stream. Every clip I've seen of it has only included him saying something, them ducking, and then cutting the commercial. I don't see where they were at fault in any Supposedly, way. Supposedly they were in on it. That they knew that this was coming. Or that they, they, they really knew? And they sure didn't all, look like all, it. That's all the initial things. That's why they ducked down is so they would not be supposedly involved with the statement. But it would sense tacit support because, as I said, if they knew this was coming or they knew what was going to be said immediately afterwards because if the guy put on the mask and such, they were also, I'm pretty sure they were also on, inside the cultural understanding of like, Oh no, somebody just put on a Nazi hat or something. Not not equivocating yeah. the yeah. Hong Kong protests yeah. with Asterisk. Nazis. <laughs> just stating that if somebody put on a Nazi hat for something, you suddenly wonder what the heck are they going to say next. Maybe, so yeah. you can put off the idea of cut the stream now, or cut the commercial, to avoid and cover it up, or bleep it everything else because I, I see what you you're going there but i think the, the reaction still at worst they may be accused of not not thinking hard enough about it not mm-hmm. putting two and two together because because again it still seems like they were not ready for that mm-hmm. they, they did not react to someone that was ready for it mm-hmm. they if if they knew what, what exactly was coming i I felt that they would have had uh, not a better to reaction to it. Uh, they could just have talked over him to or, at least yeah, something. something like that. But uh, that's why I think that they, they were uh, essentially accused of being... Then again, it's more... I, I think this may actually be the link of why people really thought of it initially as a... Uh, that this was really leaned in by the uh, Chinese government. Because the Chinese government has made no qualms of stating that association, guilt by association is a thing mm-hmm. with the social credit system and things like that. Mm-hmm. So just simply being beside Blitzchung in this sort of interview could be enough to damage their supposed reputation. Which I think is just not... Okay, well, yeah, well, of course. It, Us, it sounds completely it's stupid. It's, it, yeah. And they're, it's, they're not at fault for any of what yeah. Blitzchung says. Yeah. Like even even if you had taken that part of the equation out for me, yeah, I might in some semblance s- see where Blizzard is coming from. But that alone makes you think like, what are you guys actually doing? What you're, it sounds like it really makes it look like they did not think about the about what they were doing. They reacted and they had a reaction ready to go, which is where I think was like, well, I, we've been talking it all week. That was the most suspicious. Mm-hmm. Why were you? All, why was Blizzard so ready to 
push this as far away as possible, they would go after the casters. Like uh, again, it's a matter <laughs> of satisfying the Chinese government. Yeah. And that's why everybody's been criticizing Blizzard so fervently is because this is the sort of thing that people go, okay, uh, I just want to play, want to enjoy my video games, but now you're saying that it's, it's not about the video games. They would feel like cut us off if you want to input something in well, here. Well, <laughs> I'm going to cut you know, in. I know, I know him and I are going like back and forth right now, but feel free to stop us. I'm going to cut in uh, because the fact that like, uh, this has been going on. I'm not going to talk about my work, but somebody at work has been going ham-fisted into this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is that he's actually... And I don't know why. He's actually on the side of the whole, like, banning side. He's on Blizzard side. He's on Blizzard un- side. Un- because Unequivocally? Unequivocally, because wow. the, the way he describes it is, if you t- uh, as he describes it, not my words... If somebody tells you, don't shit on the carpet, and then the first thing you do when you get to their house is shit on the carpet... That is such a, a weird... Yeah, but this gets back <laughs> to what I was saying about the legal thing that they put it under. It's so vague, it doesn't really yeah. list what sort of things you're not supposed to do. It sort of says, we can just simply get uh, ban you for yeah. anything yeah, we want to. Yeah, under, the, under that legalese... What what Blizzard's saying is don't get anything on my carpet. You walk in, you <coughs> cough really hard, and like a sp- speck of spit comes through. And you're like, dude, I told you not to put it in the carpet. Get the fuck out. And you're like, what? <laughs> the other thing, <laughs> you forget to take off your shoes, and yeah. they say, all right, I told you, I told you not to get in the carpet. Get out. Uh, what? <laughs> or their carpet's white so- uh, carpet, and you're wearing black socks, and then like a couple of fuzzy bits from your black socks come off. Like, get off my, get out. Now uh, they probably knew. I mean, let's face it, Blitzchung understood what he was getting into. Yeah. And he uh, demonstrated what was actually needed, the sacrifice needed for uh, what was necessary mm-hmm. to get the message out, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, hats off to him. He knew what he was going to do, have yeah. happen to him. He was probably prepared for what was going to be the fallout. Uh, so I think he was willing to accept the fact that his Blizzard uh, Hearthstone career would be ending. So, uh, so, kind of spin back to, to something we were saying is that it seems, it seems like in the, in the beginning of the week it was just clearly a sign of Blizzard wanting to appease their Chinese investors. Yeah, which take that idea and and apply it to what we to the latest statement from them, they, where they clearly say no, China had nothing to do with this. And China only owns ten percent of us, or five percent. What was they put a number there? Five or ten percent? Five percent. Like, so I have, don't think it's about Chinese ownership. I think it's about Chinese money. Well, I'm, their consumer base. Okay, okay, that, that's a, okay, that's a good point. Because taking those that and take the that, that data. Well, let's call it data for lack of a better term right now. Yeah. Against their statement of it had nothing to do with China. So are they just lying? Are they lying out loud? Like, because why would we be- believe that statement that they had were not influenced by China? Well, because I'm pretty sure they had to be. Because first of all, the entire statement is political about the Hong Kong protest mm-hmm. against China, the various laws and things going on in it that mm-hmm. uh, the Hong Kongs are. I don't know how to pronounce them as a person. Go ahead and Google it. You're not going to get an expert opinion on that. Well, here. I don't know <laughs> Hong Kongers. <laughs> well, I mean, like Google the situation because you're not yes. going to. I mean, mm-hmm. we're. 
we're not going to deep de- dive into that. Yeah, but uh, well, I've been tangentially following, yeah. but not nearly as deep as say uh, the yellow vest stuff. And even then, I God, don't know if the yellow vest stuff is still going on. I, I'm sure. Sh- I mean, the point of what I'm trying to say is that if you want an expert opinion, maybe not us. I mean, I know I think we well, individually yeah, researched it, but, like, you can get a better news sor- news info source from that than us. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of things going on with that. Yeah. But uh, as I pointed out, I think they have a huge c- consumer base in China. Not mm-hmm. to mention, as I said before, it's not really about China's investment or China as a country. It is literally the Chinese government because they one can of the, ban Blizzard. One of the reports from, I read from people investigating it during the week is that I think either this year or last year, China made about made up about twelve percent of their revenue. Chinese the Chinese market made up twelve percent of their revenue. That's still a big chunk of revenue. Yeah, yeah, that's enough to actually cause them to start. Uh, uh, declining because obviously companies need growth. So I think it goes back to that is that it that it's, it seems like that statement was was, was air because like mm-hmm. you really expect us to believe you weren't influenced by it. Either you weren't influenced by it and you just made a stupid decision, mm-hmm. or you are and you're just lying to our faces. I mean, so yeah, you're not you're not telling us anything that makes you look better here, Blizzard, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It's how there, it's, it can only be one of those two things, and both aren't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The one thing I'm going to probably bring up is that, like, because of the whole Blizzard thing, um, I, it's bringing up the other conversation of, like, this, uh, like, oh, no, this is the first time it's happened. It's like, I've been hearing a lot more comments about, like, the whole NBA bullshit. Yeah. And, and the funny thing Which is, like... eerily similar. The, I want to bring up is... Heck, even more similar. It's, like, far more direct when you get to it. Is the factor that like why did blue, why did this situation blow up? Why why didn't the, when like the NBA uh, the NBA thing happened? Why didn't it blow up? I think this it was way? just more absurd. I think there's I a little absurdity to it. <laughs> I well, there's a certain amount of absurdity to it, but I think the main reason for the NBA one to not blow up nearly as well is probably because of how the news was presented to sports fans. Because sports fans aren't going to care about uh, the politics, the ownership, and things like that. And if the owners made these comments on Twitter, uh, who cares what they say? Things like that. And then, you know, Chinese lean in. And it's entirely in, you know, the political opinion space. And not well, in the sport pages. And a lot of that was to do is that the, this, this, that same you know, talking about the NBA, the same person who made the comments were yeah. also the one that eventually went back and go, hey, I'm really sorry, yada, yada, yada. That's like if Blitz, Blitzchung came back and said, hey, guys, you know the thing I said on, on the stream? I shouldn't have said that. Like, well, I'm pretty sure the Chinese government would love to have that happen. Yeah, but in, but we clearly said he's not going to do that. Oh, no. But, well, no. but that's what the NBA did. They had their guy go and, like, apologize. Well, yeah. So that's why I think that's why it... Not that saying that it makes the situation any better, but I think it, yeah. it, it put out the fire before it became blazed for them. Not but, to mention, I think it just didn't get as much coverage because it doesn't have nearly as much uh, influencers working on it. Like, a, per- a reporter probably made a couple of articles and it was just simply, you know, passed over because... And, I, you know, and honestly, I think as far as the zeitgeist goes as a whole, I think both of these situations kind of combined to well, make yeah. this a bigger, like... Well, it actually whoa, creates whoa, what's a going corollary on? and yeah. makes a bigger question about well, the well, entire what's, thing. What's with all this influence? <laughs> Where's it coming from? Because, because I think again, it goes a little bit to the absurdity. Like, really, even fucking Hearthstone? 
Hearthstone? I'm like, really? We can't even have the card game where and have someone... Actually, I guess that's another thing I was going to bring up. The guy literally said one sentence. And well, that's all you need yeah, for it, a political it, He wasn't like... It was barely disruptive. It was... It wasn't like he... Hey, people, stop. Stop. Everybody stop. You mean he didn't do the Freddie Prince uh, Jr. rant of three minutes of expletives? I actually don't know what that reference is, but... Okay, but, a couple but, days like, ago, uh, the guy who has been part of... Well, he was part of Star Wars Rebels, ended up going on a supposed uh, three-minute rant against Star Wars fans for being terrible <laughs> and stating that Star Wars is for children. And there was and having 19 F-bombs throughout the entire thing. And then complaining about toxic fans and them acting exactly the way he did. Ooh, that sounds like a different topic altogether. But, yeah, I but know, yeah. but it's the thing of, like, he literally gets this, he gets this huge airtime, he gets this huge projection, and unlike uh, Blitzjung, which just simply kept it short, simple, and direct, of uh, just simply his support... For the Hong Kong process. Yeah. It didn't... It isn't like he was stopping every question that was asked. I mean, like, actually, it didn't, it's not like he even went to questioning. Because I'm not sure how they really do these They after. probably cut as soon as he ended up making the mention and yeah. such. Because it, it was a... Uh, essentially the same thing as nudity, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, it isn't like he, like, stopped every question with... I'm going to not answer your question and just say what I want. Like, okay, yeah, that's disruptive. Oh, you mean, like, a politician or something? <laughs> I, it just... That, I mean, it just goes to that. Like, it was... Minimalistic. It was like it made it like making a, a mountain out of a molehill kind of situation. It's like Blizzard's statement was full of we don't want people to take away from what this is really about. We don't want you know just make something over dramatic or dr- dramatize something. It's like he didn't. He just said one thing, one visual cue, one line sentence, and then that was it. Well, well I mean okay, at least that's like okay, that all okay. it was going to be. Here's the best way to turn this over to an American point of view. Say a player decides to put on a Trump hat and says, I support Donald Trump. And we're talking like, let's say a star quarterback of a football team. Well, anybody of similar sort of importance in such in society. An actor, a... a Yeah, I feel typically here, even if you disagree with it, we wouldn't cut off the... If that's all that happened... Yeah, if somebody ended up just starting an interview on CNN or something like that, and he decides to do that out of the blue, I don't think they're going to cut away. I don't yeah, think they're going that's, to act... That's not what would happen here. But it would definitely like it would definitely cause the same type of stir. Yeah, there would yeah. be a social commentary to it, no question. Yeah. But, like, we also wouldn't think that person deserves to, to, to be shunned in in that moment just because of that. We don't think they're like, oh, your prize money needs to go away, I don't know, like... All the stuff that happened to Blitzchung, we wouldn't expect that to happen to somebody here. Now, I mean, there's there's also like the connection to what happened with the, with the NFL and the kneeling thing, and then, yeah, NBA, which, which I, if you ask me, is at the same level, just a a minimalistically disruptive action to say what you want to say with it. It also doesn't interrupt anything. Like we're not we we didn't stop the flow of things here. From my perspective, it, it's like when I learned of the NBA thing. I literally sat there for five minutes going like, how the, why the fuck? Even less disruptive. It's like, how, why does the Chinese government or like have any influence on an American 
His sports event. His Twitter. That's the thing. It was just his, the guy's Twitter. It was just his Twitter. But they, like literally, they they told him. Uh, be, uh, they told the association to shut it down. I'm like, do, do the Chinese watch American? Like, well, they, they're they're invested. But in then, it. like, yeah, they well, do. Yeah, they, they, they do. It is about the consumer. China really cares so about the NBA. If, okay. if the Chinese government decides to say no more NBA, none of it comes in, so you can no longer get that revenue stream. But I also don't. I also don't know. I think it's a similar situation. I don't know if. Well, I guess that's still the mystery. You can follow is is the Chinese government directly related to that, or is this the NBA trying to like Ooh, we want we want to step away from that as far as possible so we, we don't we risk would, anything. We want the that they could. Uh... Well, I think it's pretty obvious that most uh, businesses these days and corporations are so risk averse to controversy mm-hmm. that they uh, will only engage in supposedly proper controversies and not anything actually controversial yeah yeah is bigfoot pro or against trump <laughs> heck one could actually make a commentary about whether uh the recent uh ufo openness of like, oh, man, that... the <laughs> yeah F- the military is really just simply meant to distract people from anything actually happening. Oh, man, we're about to turn into a conspiracy podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, okay, any, any other thoughts on this? Because I think that's... Well, the, the one reason why I'd probably say uh. this kind of event actually did blow up is not because of the whole, like, oh, it's Blizzard, or it's, like, the whole Hong Kong protest. is because the fact is, like, a, a couple months ago, we had the whole, like, controversy, the quotations, proper controversy which is still bullshit, of are video games causing violence? Yeah. So it brought, like, esports and, like, video game companies to the forefront, and then, like, so it, it was starting to die off, but then this controversy, an actual political involvement of person in this thing showing off uh, intent, and so it's like now Blizzard's now getting a lot of flack because a lot of people are paying much more attention to video game-related news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can, I can see that. Not to mention just simply how Blizzard handled things with yeah. uh, things like uh, denying people from being able to shut down their with accounts. With such finesse. <laughs> or having their own employees protest the company. Yeah. Like, uh... Yeah, that, and that was Harvard because we know people who, who we actually there. know people. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was... Well, like if hard. Blizzard... As I said before, if Blizzard was old Blizzard, it would be much more savvy to its consumer base. It would understand that this is a bad optics move, that they needed to handle this with so and, much more. And I, I love that this is happening like weeks before BlizzCon. Because <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> yeah, this BlizzCon... Oh, I am certain... That this, this is not going to go away before BlizzCon. This, this BlizzCon. Tickets to BlizzCon! Now at $15! No, oh, I'm not no, even no. about that. I'm sure people will, will, will happily buy tickets at full price to go and protest there. I, oh, God. I am certain that Blizzard is going to be screening its uh, people to make sure that nobody is coming in to s- start shit. I mean, if Blizzard is smart, they should just, just, just not worry anymore. Even at the con. Just, because it's going to happen. Sh- people are going to make a big deal at the con about well, this. Well, if they were smart, if they were actually smart, they would make it the first thing in the day. Just get it out in the open. Get it right there. Get the CEO, get the CFO, all the important figures, and address it first minute of the opening center. Uh, see, I would have I just gone with don't 
touch it at all. No, but no, no. They need to acknowledge it. They need to approach it. I mean, it I, I would have... talk about it immediately. I would say acknowledge it if I thought they were going to say the right thing, but I don't think they are. <laughs> well, you're true. If they could actually convey proper sincerity in how they're approaching this, how the fact that they are apologizing, and how the fact that, you know... Uh, trying to at least be more open, like what if they weren't actually influenced by the Chinese government? They weren't called immediately, they weren't doing this, yeah. they were doing this based off of the idea that they weren't going to allow their uh, esports tournament turn to have political messaging or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the person who made the call decided to do it off of that over anything else. I, I, if you ask me, I think that's what it is. I don't think it was a direct influence, but I think they were, they were what's the word, capitulating? Capitulating. They possibly. were probably proactively uh, reacting. Yeah, yeah. In other words, they knew what the Chinese, what uh, the Chinese were probably going to be approaching them for, and uh, potentially pulling. Deciding to uh, quiet it down as fast as possible, and hopefully, nobody was paying attention. Unfortunately, people weren't. Mm. Because this is. Wasn't this like the uh, like the final tournament for Hearthstone? Grandmaster uh, tournament. Yeah, well, it was a Grandmaster tournament. I don't Ooh, understand yeah. how uh, the esports scene works for Hearthstone. All right, we're we're already getting into streaming time. So, any, anything else before we we call it a, a night? How many more minutes do we have? Zero. Ah. Uh, not really off the top of my head. Nothing for me. All right, then Martin, we'll go ahead and call it, and then uh, uh, I think the next time. We record. We're we're planning on trying to do a, a a stream from Tucson, so maybe I'll have Tucson people in the next podcast episode. Okay. Um, also, Tucson Comic Con, the first beginning of the of November, is also the week the weekend we're going to be doing uh, extra life streaming. So yep, please listen in on that and donate if you can. And then keep an eye out for for the Front Row Perspective podcast. We'll be releasing that sometime soon. Yep. And with that, I think we're good to go. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody! This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.